Welcome to welcome back to Curated by Culture. Um, I was about to say welcome as if though I haven't been MIA for a few weeks here. Um, welcome back to Curated by Culture. I'm still your curator, Cassandra. Thank you, as always, for joining me. I'm so appreciative. I really am, and I mean that. Um, I needed to rest. Yes, we're going to address the elephant in the room. I took time off. I took a break. The season did not end. Um, it's it's still season two. I'm still in my revolution. I just needed to take some time off and, and do some things for myself and take care of myself and spend some time with my family, enjoy the holidays. How were the holidays for you guys? I need to know. Anyway. Um, I'm back. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Um, this is also a, a, a change of pace. I'm not on the green couch. I am not. Um, this is a temporary setup. It's not permanent. I don't like this. First of all, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, you are missing out on all of this. <laughs> Let me not say that. This is terrible. And I promise you this can't stay because I see myself and normally when I record, I don't, I, I can't see myself. I just record because it's usually on camera, but right now I'm using my laptop and this is terrible. I'm sorry. Like this is way too close for me. I am not comfortable with this. Anyway, let me get into it. I'm going to try to push through. Um, Like I said, welcome back. Let's start off with the most important thing. How's your head? I need to know. So I'll wait for an answer. How's your heart? How were the holidays and family and all that stuff? That's important. I want to know that too. Like, what's up? What's new? Talk to me. DM me. I did receive a few DMs. People were like, where are you? Why aren't you recording? You know, da, 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 da. And I appreciate it. I really do. But, you know, I think we all need to rest. And when you need to rest, just do it. Don't, don't make apologies for it. Don't um, don't tell people. Don't announce it. Just go. <laughs> so that's what I did. Anyway, I'm back. The revolution continues. Okay, so where did we leave off? Last, we were talking about self-love, which, you know, I'm always talking about self-love. We got into talking about loving like children and the love that children need. And I hope that in listening to those episodes... You know, if something resonated with you, great. If it didn't, if it wasn't for you, but if it was for somebody else. I think especially the one where I talk about children, I want people to realize that it takes a village to raise children. It's not just a mom and a dad. It's aunts, it's uncles, it's cousins, it's friends, it's neighbors, it's godparents. It's it's all of it. All of those things are required for for, for children to become fu- fully whole functioning adults. Like where if you have a friend... Um, who you see is dropping the ball, find a nice way to say, Hey, listen, let me help you. You know, let me step in. Um, something I was talking about during the holidays when I was talking about like the revolution and what I want to do and all these other things was that, um, you know, I think a lot of times as, as parents, as adults, especially, we do this thing where, you know, well, we didn't need this growing up, so I'm not going to give it to them. Or we didn't have this growing up, so I am going to give it to them. There's one or the other, right? There's always those things. But while not realizing, like, some of the things that we actually needed were things like the love and the attention and the affection and the understanding. Kids want to be understood, right? Children want to be understood. Like my sister, my youngest sister, she does this great thing with her kids where if they're crying, she's like, you know, tell me what you're feeling. She doesn't say stop crying. She doesn't say, you know, you're crying for no reason or that's not a big deal. She always says, tell me what you're feeling. What? How do you feel right now? And explain it. So I think that is a great way to kind of 
phrase, like my goal with that episode, my goal with all these episodes, it isn't so much if it doesn't resonate with you or I can't relate or it's not relatable. It's, it could be for somebody else. It could be an understanding of what happened to you too, right? A lot of times I don't think we understand what happened to us. We're just like, I'm that way because of this, but we don't take the time to understand it. Like I've always been that way. When people say I've always been that way, I'm like, well, what made you that way? And we don't we don't talk about that enough. Like, what made me this way, and how do I fix it? How do I go back and and make the necessary changes so that I'm no longer that way? Does that make sense? I don't know. Anyway, um, so moving on. So I've, obviously, we went through the kids, the years as children, and I always say that, like, you know, the ages of from birth to about eight years old are some of the most important years of a person's life because those are the years where we need love. We have the will to love. Imagination is great. We love, love, love. These are the years that turn us into the loving adult that we're going to be or the opposite. So when we go into the next phase of our lives, we talk about the teenage years. And every time I keep saying, every time I say teenage love, because that's the, that's what I want to title this episode, I think of Slick Rick, teenage love. Don't hurt me again. So, okay. Sorry. Um, Want to talk about teenage love and how important teenage love is as well. You know, um, I think on, don't let me title it. Let me not, let me title it, but let me not number it. Um, Feel your feelings part there. I had a conversation with a good friend of mine and we were talking about just the things that shape us as kids and things like that. And one of the things that we talked about was we didn't really, we just kind of touched on it. We didn't really talk about it, but we talked about how in your teenage years or as young, young kids, not even teenage, I think like nowadays it's even younger, but these are the first times people, some of these, some of us were exposed to nudity, sex, pornography, and things like that. Things that really were, we should not have been exposed to. Right. But um, you know, since the beginning of time, these are things that have been normal, like people, young kids being raped and, you know, people being young boys being exposed to sex or young girls being exposed to sex. So it is important that we have conversations about it because we don't discuss it enough. And let's be honest, like as adults, should we have been exposed to sex at, in, at you know, 12, 13, 14 years old? Should we have been experiencing those things at those ages? Absolutely not. We weren't, we don't know. We didn't know and we weren't ready, but it was thrown at us. And then you become a teenager and you think you know these things and you don't. We do not know these things. I promise you. Like I know adults in their twenties and thirties who are just like, I'm just starting, not even, I said adults in their twenties, thirties and forties who are just now starting to say things like, I'm just starting to get to know myself. I'm just starting to understand my body. I'm just starting to understand what I need. And so it's not something that parents even feel comfortable talking to their kids about like sex when you're that age. Like, you know, if you were like the way we grew up, I'll say this, something sexual came on or nudity or kissing even came on the screen. We were like, Oh, cover your eyes. My parents were like, cover your eyes. And I understand it. I get it. And I also understand what it's like, you know, I would say America. I don't know what what is TV like in other countries? I've watched TV in other countries, but I can't remember if it's as much. But sex sells, right? That's the reality. They always look at this one piece of hair. This is way too close for me. Do you see? This is ridiculous. This one piece of hair was driving me crazy. Sorry. And I kept doing this because the camera's reversed. Anyway, moving on. Um, 
But sex sells, right? And so since the beginning of time, that's what they put in your face. Like you think about Super Bowl commercials or ads for the Super Bowl um, back in the day. I don't know now. I think now it's a little different. But back in the day, it was always like something with some real beautiful, busty woman selling you a beer or, or, you know, there was always something that related to the human body and showing some sort of skin that appealed to people. And I get it. Trust me. I'm not saying, oh, no, that I wasn't like that. Okay, I get it. I totally get it. The part that I think I don't understand is why we choose to introduce this to our children at such a young age. You know, why do kids have to see these things when they're 11, 12, 13 years old? Why as teenagers do kids need to know all these things? I understand getting to know your body. And I think that is very important that you understand your body. But I think these are kind of the things that turn into shaping some people, not all people, into becoming overly sexual at a very young age, you know, and this is probably, I I mean, I want to talk about this more with somebody who's more of an expert. I'm not an expert on any of this, so I can't, I can only tell you things from my own personal perspective, things that I see, but I feel like, you know, our teenage years are formative and this is what happens in America. This is what happens in culture. Now, can you shield your kids from certain things? Absolutely. You can be like, I don't want you watching this. You can put restrictions on your TV they're going to see it eventually. So I think sometimes it is important to to have a separate conversation with your kids where they don't feel pressured into, you know, having sex at 14, 15, 16. Nowadays, that's the norm for children. Like I was watching something and I cannot tell you what it was, but this girl was like, she was like, I'm 16. I'm still a virgin. And her friends were like, you're still a virgin? Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> you should still be a virgin. At 16. Absolutely. You should still. And I don't care. Don't, you know, don't debate me. Debate your mama. You should absolutely still be a a virgin at 16. I think you still have so much learning and so much understanding to do about your body, another person's body, what things are supposed to feel like, what they're supposed to look like. And I think those are conversations that need to have happen. But unfortunately, in a lot of homes, they're conversations that never take place. They never happen. And then before you know it, you're 16, 17, 18, you're having kids. This is what was happening forever. But here we are in the year of our Lord, 2023. We can change things. We can, you know, reshape the narrative. I think what happens from having kids at some of those young ages is a lot of brokenness, a lot of missing, a lot of, you know, we're still growing. We have our children and we're still growing. I'm still growing. Even at my tender age of 45, I'm still growing as a mom. I'm still getting to understand myself sometimes. So I think that is a conversation that needs to happen. That is important, but it's also important that we point it out, you know, for some people. And I don't like I I was having a conversation and here's sidebar. During my break time, I was having a lot of conversations with a lot of people. I was seeing people. I was catching up with people. I was spending time with people. And everybody was like, and don't put this on your podcast. And I was like, first of all, I don't say names. So, and I'm very, uh, you know, I'm very mindful of not sharing too much of anybody's personal experience. But I think everyone's personal experience or sharing personal experiences is what, you know, opens another person's eyes or it changes the perspective or it shifts the perspective. Or it starts a new conversation. Anyway, during my break, I was having a conversation with a friend and she did say I could share. But, you know, we were talking about, um, you know, she she was a teenage mom. She had her daughter at 16. And now at 50, her relationship with her daughter 
has gone through a lot of turbulence because, you know, the reality is, and this is what I was saying to her is you were still growing. You were a child when you had your child and you were getting to know yourself. You were getting to understand, you were getting to understanding to what it's like to be a parent and be responsible for another human being. But the one thing she did say is, you know, she wished she would have had more conversations with her about sex, about her body, about understanding, because her daughter turned around and went on the same exact path that she did. And now she's a mom. And there's a friction there because she's like, well, you did it to me. That's all going back to the original conversation, right? Like, we have to have these conversations. We have to grow from these conversations. These conversations is what shapes us. It's what shifts us, shifts the conversation and shifts the narrative. You know, we can be whole people. We can raise whole children if we choose to find wholeness within ourselves. And the teenage years are an important time and it's a great time to start talking about those things. And then the other topic, the other part of the conversation that I wanted to, that kind of ties into this um, teenage love and it being kind of like, oh, this is, I don't even know how to say this because I don't want anybody to be like, uh-uh, girl, you wrong. The teenage years are very hard on young men. Oof. Ladies, it's not so hard on us. Like, teenage love doesn't hurt us as much as, like, maybe college love or older love. Women tend to bounce back. So here's this, a fun fact. We cannot have this conversation without addressing another thing. You know how men always say, ladies, can, you can take it. Women can take it. You know, like if I, if, if I cheat on you um, and I say sorry and I mean it and all those other blah, 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 men can't take it, right? We've had this conversation before. Men cannot deal with heartbreak. It is not the same for them as it is for women. I do agree with that. I really, like, I, I fully believe that. Like that's a narrative that's always pushed on us. And reality, it's, it, I think it's the truth. Here's the other part. Teenage love. Most young boys have their heart broken in their teenage years, and this shapes them. That stab to their ego destroys a lot of men. You want to talk about toxic masculinity. You want to talk about misogynistic men. You want to, They were the boys who were bullied, not bullied, but hurt on their playground or they were the teenage boys who went after a girl and, or, you know, the, the cute girl and the girl didn't like them or they dissed them. That broke them. And I hate that for you guys. I really do. But that's a reality. Whereas women, we bounce back from these things. Like, you know, I can remember, did I ever have my heart broken in No, I didn't have my, I, no, I never had my heart broken in high school. I was a heartbreaker. Oh God, I hate this for me. Um, but not in the in the traditional way. I, I wasn't out here like purposely trying to break anybody's heart. But I was, you know, I dealt with young boys, young men, and you know, when I was done, I'm done. I'm still like that at, at, at this age. You know, when I'm done with somebody, I'm usually just done with them and I move on. However, I am very kind about it. I don't make it like, I'm not mean. I'm like, hey, we can still be friends. I just don't think we can be, you know, whatever, whatever. Anyway, it's nothing to do with the conversation. I just didn't want to come off like a mean girl because I'm not a mean girl. But, um, you know, it is important that we talk about that. A lot of young men have their heart broken or their egos shattered in their teenage years. And then we are now seeing the reper repercussions of that. We are watching, we've watched for the longest time, but we are still now seeing it. We're seeing what happened to those young boys who had their hearts broken at a, a young age and they turn into be just mean, 
Some of them become narcissistic. Um, There's just so many things that happen to those young boys. And I think we don't talk about that enough. You know how it's okay. You know, I think as parents, as, as caregivers, as aunts, uncles, cousins, friends, whatever, it is our responsibility to shape those young men to help show them like, listen, this is not the end of it. This is just one person. You guys are children. You're probably going to meet somebody else. Not probably. You are going to meet somebody else and you will be okay. Don't let this shape you. But we don't have these conversations because we don't even realize that it's happening. Like, think about it. Like, have you ever thought about being a teenager? Not ladies, women. This is not, this conversation is not for us. This is, we have a different topic. This Teenage heartbreak is for the men. It has likely shaped you. If this is, if you're a man listening, it has likely shaped you in some shape, way, or form. You just have to go back and think about it. You know, I think last season I talked about my friend who was kind of bullied, not bullied, but he, you know, girls were mean to him because he was a little chunky and this and that. And we talked about that. And he talked about how that made him feel and how it shaped him as an adult and how he was still carrying that just three years ago into his life and how it was um, affecting parts of his marriage and things like that. So teenage love is an important love, friends. It is a formative year. Those are the, a year, like teenagers is one year. Those are some formative years for young boys. It really, it really is. And it, you know, I don't think we talk about it enough. I don't think it's even that obvious to a lot of people. I think I've noticed it because a lot of my friends are men. And anytime we have these conversations, I always go back to those years and it's always the same. Like, yeah, no, I was the chubby guy or I had, you know, I had acne or I had this or I had that. And listen, we are here for the glow ups. Everyone's glow ups. Like, you get older, you discover whatever. I'm not a makeup person or any of those things, but this is who I've been my whole life. But I get it for a lot of people. Like, you know, I was a chubby kid or I was a this or I had that or, you know, nobody really liked me or whatever the case might be. For men, those things literally can destroy them. It can be the end all of who they be, you know, it can be, it, it can destroy their relationships. It can be the end all of them for their twenties and their thirties. So I think it's important that we do talk about the teenage love. And I think it's important that if we see young people who listen, I'm trying to tell y'all these braids, um, I think it's important. It's important that we talk about, um, those years. And it's, it's important. We talk to young kids in those years. Yes. We need to talk to young girls. So I don't want to like switch, like sway the conversation just to boys. I think, yes, we do need to talk to young girls about understanding their bodies, understanding what is and isn't and saying it's okay if you're a a virgin when you're a teenager. It is a-okay if you keep your virginity well into your 20s. This is for ladies and men, but I'm not a man, so I don't know if it's okay. I can say for women, it is a-okay if you are a 20-year-old or even a 30-year-old virgin. It's okay. It's, you know, there's no, there's no mark on you. Society's not going to look at you differently because you decided like you just don't want to give everything away to anybody. That's okay. But when we talk about teenage love with men, I think it is very important if you have a teenage, a young boy or cousin, friend, uncle, aunt, anything, whoever, however the relationship is, if you see that they are lacking in that area, I think it is important that we do talk about the hurt that you might experience because kids are mean. (laughs) Like that's a reality. We're mean. Kids are mean. Teenagers can be mean. Um, It's worse when you really like a girl and she's just kind of like, I don't like you. I like your friend. That's a 
bruised to the ego. And typically when that happens in high school, girls can come home and cry and they, you know, they move on or whatever. They just don't deal. The guys are like, oh, she dissed you. Have you ever watched a, a show? Like, I think I was watching The Wonder Years or something. The new Wonder Years, the, the reboot. And something like that happened to the main character. And, you know, his little ego was bruised. But there was a conversation that was had with him and his dad. And I, I know for a fact that these conversations weren't always being had at home. Right? Um, the teenage years are important. The love that we receive in the teenage years can shape the love that we give as adults. It's a reality. The love that we receive in those years can really, really, really affect how we are, especially for the men as adults, how we treat women, how we see women. Nine times out of 10, when those things happen to you as a teenager, you became a player, right? Like, that's it. I'm a player now. That's it. Now I went through high school, just dealing with girls or whatever. College, wham, bam. Thank you, man. Moving on. You didn't say, hey, I want to settle down and find love. Nope. That hurt me. That hurt me, and now I'm going to hurt everybody else because, you know, the saying, hurt people hurt people, and that's just the reality of life. So I, some of my thoughts on teenage love, I'm sure I have more, but, you know, I can only give you about less than 30 minutes, so I have to condense it. Um, another thought, random thought, as, I, as, as I'm sticking with this teenage love, and I know there's a lot of hot topics I need to touch on, but I'm not ready for that right now. Um in thinking about that and talking about that, something that came to mind, and maybe this is a random talk, thought, and maybe it is a hot topic. Anyway, I had seen a while back. Now, I don't know if you know, I don't know all the rappers. I know old school rappers. I don't know new school rappers. I don't know any of their names because rap is bad. <laughs> like now, hip, old school hip hop, that's, that's my genre right there. But um, Lil Boosie, I think his name is, was talking about how... He had paid for a woman to have sex with his son at a young age. I think he was like maybe 14, 15, 16 or whatever. That is rape. <laughs> like We need to talk about these things. It's not cute. It's not cool. Nobody was holding Boosie accountable. Other men were like, that's right, because if he hasn't had it by a certain age, he's not going to know what to do with it. And I think that was his little point. Like, that was his point of doing it. Like, he wanted his son to experience it. What is that? What was that? And listen, I'm not here to judge Boosie. I would love to have a conversation with him to find out better why he felt that was necessary. And I think, I, I mean, without having the conversation, I can probably guarantee you that that was something that his dad did or his uncles did or somebody he knew felt was necessary for his life. I promise you it's not. It wasn't necessary for his life. I think what he did was actually damage his son more than he realizes it. And I don't know where his mom is. I don't know where the women in his life were to say, hey, don't do that. That's not cool. I don't know why the woman did it. Probably for money. Um, like, I'm not getting into this. I'm never coming from a judgmental place. But reading that and seeing things like that, and I still, I saw more of it. Like, I went into the comments and I was like, whoa. Like, you know, if you want to find out information, go into the comments, right? But I went into the comments and I was really, like, sad, I was really sad to see that that was like an okay thing. It was a normal thing. It was just like, oh, that is what it is. Like down here in the South, that's what we do. Or, you know, people paying for strippers for their sons or nephews or cousins. I don't think we realize how much we're damaging people by putting that, making that a priority in a teenager's life instead of getting to know yourself. Friends, I can't stress this enough. You want to enjoy life fully? 
have a relationship with God first and foremost. Second of all, get to know yourself. Get to know yourself, get to know what you like, what you don't like, what you need, what you don't need, and everything else will kind of like flow naturally and properly in, in the right way. Again, God first, <laughs> but everything else will flow the right way. I think we are doing ourselves a disservice by not holding people accountable, the boosies of the world, or you know, men who are like that, men who feel like it's important for their kids to be exposed to sex at a young age or to women at a young age. That is such a toxic way to live. It's just a toxic way to be. And we don't talk about it in our culture. We don't make it like a taboo thing in our culture because it's just the norm. It's just how it's always been. But no, this is not cool. I saw that and that really hurt me. You know, I hated that for him. I hated that for his kids. And I hated that for the com- the people in the comments. Like, just awful. So um, I th- I'm pretty sure I have more to say about teenage love, but this is so throwing me off because I'm just like staring at myself. So anyway, thank you as always for listening. Um, what's a good t- key takeaway for teenage love? For the adults, there's nothing we can do. Like the past is the past has already been done. If something that happened to you in your teenage years has made you the way you are, I think you need to address it. I think it's important that you address what happened to you. Take understand why it happened and understand that it was something that happened for you, not to you. You know, if somebody hurt you, maybe it was to make you stronger or to make you see something else or to make you understand something about yourself. If somebody said something mean that you were, you know, your teeth were crooked or you have a crooked smile. Hello. Um, maybe you just like, okay, embrace it, love it, fix it, change it, whatever it is. But if we don't address our traumas and the things that hurt us when we were children or teenagers, we become dysfunctioning adults. Let's address these things. Let's talk about these things. And let's, you know, reshape the narrative of how these things not affect us, but change us and how we can change for the better because of them. I think that was a bit of a word jumble. I'm sorry. Um, And also, if you have teenagers, if you are a friend of a teenager, if you're an aunt, uncle, cousin, sister, brother, anything of a teenager, have conversations with them. Make sure that they know that they are loved, that love will come, that they are perfect as God made them, that there's no rush to having sex, to being exposed to nudity, to being exposed to pornography. No rush for these things. Let them know everything will come on time when it's time. On time when it's time. Like, that's such a, that's so silly. Anyway, um, I'm happy to be back. I will see you guys again next week. Um Follow me on social media, Instagram, TikTok. I'm trying to remember all the things I'm supposed to say because I haven't done this in so long, so I'm kind of thrown off. Follow me on social media. Follow me on TikTok, on Instagram, Curated by Culture. You should be able to find me some shape or your form. Like, you'll see the little graphic with the green couch, and that's me. Um, Find me, follow me, let's interact, let's talk. Um, I'm going to be more social media in 2023. I'm lying. You guys already know it. You heard it. As soon as I said that, I was like, I'm kidding. Anyway, um... Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Don't forget to share. Follow me on YouTube if you want to see my hair. Um, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't been on my YouTube yet, you can you can see me there. Um, my, not my hair. You want to see me up close. Why did I say my hair? I'm looking at my hair. That's why I said it. Anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I love you, Ma. Call me. <laughs>